This podcast was brought to you by ACCA. Find out how we think ahead at accaglobal.com. The COVID crisis has made us all rethink our career aspirations and our futures. It's transformed the world of work, shaking up how we run businesses and organisation in ways that mean the role of accountants is wider and more important than ever before. And it's highlighted how this profession offers a secure and flexible career, whatever your age. Welcome to this edition of ACCA Me Talks with me, Fazila Gopalani and Connor McHugh, as we look at our latest research, Groundbreakers, Generation Z and the future of accountancy and how employers can harness the potential of Generation Z. Before we take an in-depth look at the top 10 employer strategy tips, let me introduce my guest speaker, Connor McHugh, COO and co-founder of Alchemy Selection. Alchemy was established in November 2020 by Jonathan Jones and Connor McHugh with a focus towards corporate finance, accounting, tax and risk appointments across the GCC region. I am delighted to say that Connor is also an ACCA member, having completed his exams and entering into membership in 2011. And Connor credits his ACCA qualification to be the foundation that paved the way to his success today. Welcome to our Me Talks, Connor. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Looking forward to this. Fantastic. So, Connor, ACCA's top 10 employer tips provides a few recommendations for employers that explores the aspirations of the younger generation as they enter the workplace. It examines how the ambitions of younger people will shape the next generation of work and discusses the strategies the organisation should be adopting to help this generation thrive. Now, given your specialised recruitment experience within the accounting and finance profession, I'm excited to hear your views on these tips. So, tip number one asks employers to tap into Gen Z's digital mastery. And it says that astute enterprises are seeing Gen Z as fantastic ambassadors and early adopters to encourage the rest of the business to use digital. Do you find this to be true in our region? Look, I guess with everything, COVID has accelerated everything digital in this region. Um, As people now have been forced to work from home, Zoom, MS Teams calls because the face-to-face interaction, you know, actually is impossible. So the only solution is digital. In this region, though, um, I don't think it's been as strong as other parts of the world due to the lockdown not being as severe. And also change in this region, I have found to be very hard. You know, we all know in the UAE, people who live here, the lifestyle is very straightforward and people don't always welcome change, in my experience. But in saying that, there is an excellent young talent pool emerging in the region who want to learn, who want to go digital. Like, for example, in my team, they are streets ahead of me. 
when it comes to using LinkedIn or other recruitment platforms. So I have to embrace it as the employer and not block it. I love that. Embrace it and not block it. So tip two asks employers to think intrapreneurship. So that's about creating a culture where young people can bring their entrepreneurial thinking and capabilities to fruition within the relative safety of an organization. What do you think about that, Connor? I think, as you just noted, it definitely sounds easier said than done. Um, you know, this has really been put to the test post pandemic um, as companies are actually forced to trust younger staff members to perform their duties without supervision. I suppose the, you know, the great outcome of this, it will bring different ideas and views back to their boss or their employer, as it's not possible to do as much handholding day to day with junior staff. And, you know, ultimately they're going to bring their views because they have to think on their feet as opposed to asking their, you know, their boss, their manager every five, 10 minutes, they actually have to think and bring that to their boss. So ultimately this is actually just bringing views back to the, you know, the hiring manager, the, the finance manager from a senior accountant, you know, they have to actually bring it back to the table while previously they just have to look across the desk and ask questions whenever they're stuck. That's probably how I see it. So tip three touches on the importance of social and as much of us really despise social as a time thief, it's fair to say that employers should use social to recruit and recognise the power of peers. How much of an impact do you feel social is having on recruitment in this region? Look, I think it's because social media is having a massive impact. Like when I look at recruitment, you know, I'm probably a bit later to the game, but obviously 10, 15 years ago, there was probably no LinkedIn, there was no job boards. You know, people have to, had to pick up a newspaper to apply for a job. So, <laughs> you know, the Gen Z, they, if you were to tell us that, that's how jobs were got previously, they'd laugh at you now. Um, mm. You know, with social here in, the, in this region, for example, people might not realize, but UAE has the highest candidate engagement per population anywhere in the world. Um, and I suppose the unfortunate reality of that, it's mainly due to being more job seekers than jobs. So in this region, probably more than anywhere else in the world, if companies have a good social engagement with, you know, the Gen Z, they're going to get interaction. Um, you know, that's the big, big difference. You can even see companies now use TikTok to promote their businesses. Wow. Yeah, that's a, yeah, a big thing, which, again, if you said that two or three years ago, maybe pre-pandemic, people would laugh at you. But, you know, people know that uh, they want to promote their brand and how are they going to get through to people? Like people are on their phones most minutes of the day, especially the the Gen Z, so to speak, we'd say. And so it's all about, I think the big thing is becoming relevant with them. Wow, TikTok. That was an interesting fact I've learned. I firmly believe in the power of authenticity and in this report it states that employers need to be authentic and listen to Gen Z and that Gen Z value authenticity and as, as a key factor in making initial decisions about joining an organisation. So Connor, what advice would you give to organisations and in particular these functions who can be set in their ways to embrace this philosophy? Great question. And one I can definitely give some good insight on, given I speak with many unhappy or disgruntled 
Gen Z employees on a weekly, daily basis about what's going on. You know, I think we can all agree in this region, um, people are very, very forthright in their decision making. Um, you know, be it building houses, new projects, new roads, hiring, but also unfortunately letting people go. Um, it happens far too quickly in this region. So, you know, my big advice to any organization is to follow through on what they say when interviewing the next Gen Z candidates. As the biggest problem is with so many organizations in this region, when they're interviewing a future star, they tell them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. Mm. Um, as I don't know how many times I've met with finance professionals who have recently started a role, and they say after a few, few weeks, what they were told and what they will be doing are completely different than what was mentioned at the interview stage, which leads to the loss of authenticity within the role. If COVID taught us anything, it's the importance of well-being. It's no surprise to read that Gen Z are concerned about their well-being. Do you feel employees in this region are doing enough to address the issue of well-being and what more can they do? Another great question. Uh, the short answer is no. Well-being in this region is very low down the list of importance in my experience when speaking with candidates and employers in this region. You know, companies should be running yoga sessions, social touch rugby. The list is endless. You know, we're spoilt in this region. What is made available to us? You know, everything is available. Whatever you want, whatever you like, it is all here for us. But companies do not really, I think, embrace that. and They don't see what bringing a happy team together is because, again, this Gen Z, they are not all about money. It's not all about what salary. It's about what actually else the business does, what perks, what social aspects is there. So I think it's a big thing companies need to look at in this region. So true. So true. So let's now talk about purpose. We spend so much of our time at work and we need to ensure that organisations articulate what they stand for their purpose and impact on wider society. So Gen Z are keen to understand how the organization makes a difference and what their contribution could be to the vision of the enterprise. So aligning purpose to an individual's need, do you think that's doable? I think in this region, it's very difficult. Um, and there's a few factors why I think it is difficult in general, if you look at a lot of finance functions in the region, they are small, they are quite lean. Um, so, you know, you really need someone within the business to invest in promoting purpose. And the biggest challenge we have is that this is such a transient region where people come and go and purpose, it all comes from a person who, you know, perseveres with it. And, you know, ultimately, if you've got someone who's investing and really creating purpose within the organization, if they move on and the person who comes in doesn't do it, then it's all gone. The hard work is gone. So I think that's the biggest challenge and, you know, more so with the finance functions. If you, if you look at the finance teams here in general, they are quite small. So if someone is to move on, it can be a pretty uh, detrimental effect when you talk about purpose. So I guess it's just a very tricky, complex subject uh, within this region. Mm -hmm. Interesting points. 
Let's talk about collaboration. Our report encourages employers to create collaboration opportunities across the workforce in order to help Gen Z progress in their careers. As you well know, the accounting function is often the silent beating heart of an organization. However, many working within these functions are siloed typecast as the numbers department. How do we encourage organizations to look at the accounting and finance functions and the heart of an organization and encourage cross-department collaboration? Good. Okay. Well, I think I can definitely get some good insight in this one, having been a finance professional back in, a, in Ireland where finance was not seen as a call center. I think the biggest challenge, again, in this region is that people view finance as the call center. It's the guys in the back counting the numbers, doing the month end, and that's it. Uh, well, I do honestly feel in, you know, in Europe, finance is a value add. You know, people really see the value of having a good finance guy because they can save money throughout the business, which keeps the business afloat. Um, but, you know, how can this be altered? Again, it probably comes back to one of your earlier questions uh, to do with well-being and creating a culture, you know, people collaborate, they meet and they feel comfortable because, you know, stereotypically some finance guys maybe can be a bit standoffish, but if you create well-being events where everyone interacts within the business, there's going to be more trust and, you know, the guys in the sales team go, oh, I didn't realize you guys can do that. Because I think that is the big, big issue in this region is that mm. people don't actually realize the value of having a good finance professional within the business. Mm. And they need to realize and recognize that. And it would be via sort of things that employers do that are sort yeah. of social events where the, that opportunity is given for them to engage with each yeah, other. It, it breaks mm. down the walls and the barriers, I think, mm. that can be there. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So the next tip comes, I feel, is a big step change for accounting and finance professionals. Um, it's reward on outcomes, not inputs. So we know that this generation isn't naturally thinking about the nine to five. Are you seeing an increased number of roles offering flexible working options? I think it's more of a how long is a piece of string? It's probably the best answer to this one is that in this region, it is so mixed because you've got so many different cultures, so many different views. For example, I've seen with a lot of companies that have an office, a global companies that have offices in UAE, they're taking uh, instructions from London. So for example, a lot of law firms, they are working from home for the foreseeable and nothing will change because that's what's been the directive of London, which has a different, completely different view than maybe what uh, a family group does, for example, in the region. Mm. So it's looking at it through many different lenses. Um, there is definitely a bit of flexibility. I think the big area I've seen from a recruiting standpoint is companies in Abu Dhabi. Um, we've had a surge in roles in Abu Dhabi, which is great for us. But the big change we've seen is that Previously, there's a small candidate pool of finance professionals in general in Abu Dhabi or that are willing to work in Abu Dhabi. A lot of people do the commute from Dubai to Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, if I had a role 18 months ago, the client would say they need to be here every day. And mm. over time, that takes a toll, it's toll on the candidates and they resign, they get back to Dubai. However, now, you know, in two or three roles we recently have, 
the companies are having flexibility and they actually are family companies as well, which is great to see. Um, two or three days in the office and then they can work from home on Sunday or Thursday, which is a lot more appealing to candidates. So it definitely is changing and it's great to see it is changing now, probably because for job seekers in Dubai, where it's a very, very competitive market, it's now opening up that Abu Dhabi area as well. And what about, what are you seeing in Saudi Arabia? In Saudi, it's a little bit trickier just because the Saudiization drive is really, really taken over. I think it's very, very hard now for an expat finance professional to get a job in KSA unless it's a very, very senior position. Uh, where you'll be in, inheriting a local team. Um, that's been the big change in that market. So I, I do feel if you're a, a mid-level or a Gen Z finance professional, it'd be very hard to get a role in Saudi Arabia. Um, while in UAE, there is still a definite need and demand um, for expats, finance professionals. We've all heard the saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So it's important for employers to create a culture of continual feedback and acknowledgement. And this seems to be something that's essential to engage Gen Z because they've grown up, right, in this world of instant communication and instant gratification. So Connor, is it a must-do for employers or is it a nice-to-have? It's a non-negotiable. Um, for wow. me, when I think of culture, it means what happens in the office when the boss's back is turned. Um, for me, that's, that's what it is. Um, of course, when the senior management or bosses are on the floor, Employees will pretend they're busy or they will be busy, but they will always put on a face that everything is great. They're helping the junior staff. You know, it's all rosy. But the reality is when the boss's back is turned, do the staff actually get on? But more in particular for Gen Z, you know, who needs help? You know, do they have a good relationship? Is their, their senior actually helping them? Of course, they're going to pretend to help, you know, if the boss is there. And that is culture for me. So... It's a non-negotiable and in this region, it is very tricky because I always get, you know, I am speaking to people on a daily basis and that is a complaint from the Gen Z is that it's a great company, you know, great name. However, whoever is in charge of me is not taking time to develop me. And also it has been hindered a bit from, you know, companies that are working from home because ultimately the relationships with the Gen Z and their, their boss, it's becoming very transactional where it's just a Zoom call, the start of the day, the end of the day, and it's onto your own, so to speak. So yeah, I think culturally companies can really, really improve. And we are in the most multicultural society, probably in the world. In where, the world. Yeah, easily. Um, you know, within our business, we've got, I think, six nationalities, seven people. So people operate differently and, you know, you have to have emotional intelligence and empathy to work with that. But I think some people are very set in their ways. So if companies can create a good culture, you won't need to find the candidates or the Gen Z, they'll find you. That's a really big tip, I would say. Oh, love those points. Really interesting. So coming to tip number 10, rethink learning. It's all about making it short and visual so that we can encourage these Gen Z's learning. 
Do you agree that the days of reading reams of paper and a week long out of the office on some training courses are long gone? And what do you see as some of the latest training trends for the region? Um, <clears throat> yes, I think it is definitely long gone. I think back in my day, there was a big folder and pages and you get handed on their first day and you're told just read that like the reality is for the gen z they probably don't know what a folder looks like or papers oh, wow. it. you know every, everything is done with a tablet a laptop you know a lot of them well my handwriting was never good but i'd say a lot of them don't even know how to handwrite to an extent um it is very much everything is done online digitally so yes i think those days are gone um I suppose the reality is that everything is more digital, it's more interactive. I think a lot of training courses are done digitally, um, where you get the interaction, there's videos. So it's it's actually it's easier for them and it's easier to engage. Because um, I think if you were to, uh, if I imagine companies probably still do in this region that haven't really moved on with the times that you will get this, you know, young Gen Z guy coming in and first day and they could just get handed a, <laughs> a folder and they're like, what, what am I meant to do with this? They didn't even get that in school. So, yeah, I think companies definitely need to adapt if they haven't. Thank you, Connor. Before we go, any last words of advice for employers looking to engage with the next gen of accounting and finance professionals? Yeah, and thank you for having me, firstly. Um, yeah, look, from my side, the big, big thing which I see in this market is companies taking advantage of the Gen Z, you know, in a way as a form of cheaper labor where it's just burnout, burnout, burnout. And, you know, if they leave, then we've got another guy knocking on the door coming through. So, you know, in Dubai, Dubai is a very small town. Companies, everyone knows the companies and a lot of companies are unfortunately going through with such a, a process and they're going to have a very bad reputation in the in the market. And, you know, these Gen Z future stars, you know, in five, 10 years time, they might be finance directors, they might be finance controllers. And if they get approached for a job by that business, you know, they're going to remember how they were treated when they were starting off their career. So it's a very, very simple thing. But again, so many companies seem to get it wrong. If you do it properly, treat people well, you know, the Gen Z, they'll talk, they're social, they'll meet, they'll say that's a good company to work for. And the reality is, uh, you know, these businesses won't need to actually spend time recruiting. The Gens will actually come and approach them because they know. So that's uh, yeah, the best tip I would say. Great food for thought there for employers. So businesses make difficult decisions and weigh up tricky trade-offs. They decide where and where not to invest. They balance short-term gain against long-term goals. And good businesses understand that actions have consequences. Good businesses are the lifeblood of a sustainable economy and a sustainable planet, making a positive impact on societies and the environment around them over the long run. Young people entering the global accounting profession have a brilliant opportunity to play their part in this story, helping organizations be sustainable and resilient for the long term through doing jobs at the heart of business that truly make a difference. 
as work transforms, tech-savvy Gen Z will bring their digitally connected lives into the workplace and help change businesses for the better. They are going to demand more accountability from the leaders of the organizations in which they work. They will have high expectations of their work-life balance and how employee welfare is properly catered for. And they're going to help create a workforce which is more diverse, more inclusive, and which will make businesses more cognizant of their broader role in society. This is a generation who truly are work groundbreakers. In the longer term, it's likely that they will have a permanent impact, shaping what work looks like and how it is done in the future like no other generation before them. And that's not just because they can use the iPhone. Many thanks to Helen Deakey for content and production and to the ACCA Global team alongside IFAC for the latest report Groundbreakers, Gen Z and the Future of Accountancy, which can be found on the ACCA Professional Insights app. Join me next time on ACCA Me Talks. Until then, Masalama. ACCA, the world's most forward-thinking professional accountancy body.